Hello and welcome to the next Now Cheltenham Festival Racing Podblast episodes with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. Once again, we're on the Cheltenham Trail today. This time we're taking aim at the handicaps, what we call in this episode, Ben. Tony, we're calling this one nine killer stats for oh. 2023 Cheltenham handicaps. <laughs> Lovely stuff, mate. Lovely stuff. Uh, now, I don't know about you, Ben, but I find the handicaps very tricky to uh, properly assess until much closer to the time. How do you feel? Yeah, absolutely. Um, multiple horses, multiple entries. You know, it's a, it's a tricky exercise. Um, I like to I like to remain pretty flexible in my thinking at this stage for the handicaps. I'd say the most important part of this pod for listeners is the killer stats themselves. You know, we can only do so much with our fancy selections. Uh, so plenty of guesswork as to exactly which race many of them will uh, turn up in, especially in these handicaps. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, completely agree with you. But uh, let's see where this killer stats pod takes us. Starting with day one, Tuesday the 14th of March, the Ultima Handicap Chase. Uh, killer stat, please, Ben. Killer stat for the Ultima, Tony. The last 15 winners had all previously raced at Cheltenham, had run at least once over a trip further than three miles, and we're turning off a break of between 18 to 100 days. Now, mm-hmm. those that didn't, uh, they returned stats of zero from 150. Now, my thoughts for this one, uh, it was a race I, I do love getting stuck into, but my shortlist is probably a long list right now. Um, the likes of three under through five, Oscar Elite, Happy Go Lucky, Remastered, Beauport. There's a lot on it, Tony. Um, but... I am tentatively, very tentatively, siding with Oscar Elite. Uh, he was third in the race last year. Was impressive when winning at Ascot last time out. And he does have good form in the February to April period. He's had six runs, one win, and four places. So tentatively siding with Oscar Elite. Tony, what have you got? I have honourable mentions for T-Clipper and Eva's Oscars at uh, a big price. Course winner and uh, winner over a similar trip. Happy go lucky for trainer Kim Bailey. Uh, last seen finishing 21 lengths behind uh, Midnight River uh, at uh, Cheltenham on New Year's Day in the uh, in a Paddy Power New Year's Day handicap chase. And uh, he was fancy to go better that day, though, Ben. He was 10 to 1. He was sent off at 10 to 1 in the hands of David Bass. will no doubt be on him again. But he is a course winner. Uh, he won here in December and then finished second in uh, in this race in March 2021, uh, of course, uh, finishing second to Vintage Clouds as the 100 to 30 favourite he was that day, Happy Go Lucky. So we'll take a little uh, a little stab in the dark at Happy Go Lucky for the uh, for the Ultima. Moving on to the Boodles, the Fred Winter, I'd uh, rather call it because I'm from the old school. Killer stat for the Fred Winter, please, Ben. Killer start for the Boodles Fred Winter. <laughs> um, yeah, tricky, tricky one, this one. But hear me out. Uh, 14 <laughs> of the last 50 winners were yet to run at Cheltenham and didn't finish second or third last time out. Now, I know it seems a bit of an odd one, but I have a theory. So I suspect horses that run at Cheltenham early in the season were possibly overrated based on what they had actually 
achieved. Uh, and clearly, this is a race where you, you want to have plenty still hidden up your sleeve come race day. And the last time out start, the not finishing second or third. I think this comes from the fact some horses will need to bang in a win to guarantee getting into the race, race, while others will either already have a mark they're happy with or be looking for a favourable mark if they need one. So finishing outside of the places would be the preferred option. Now, obviously, no, I'm generalising there, um, but that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it, Tony. Hmm. Um so I'm not looking for one that didn't finish second or third last time out. Um, it's definitely a race I'd prefer to wait until final decks for, but Sir Allen, he does look interesting. He finished second to Blood Destiny on Hurdle debut in December. I think his mark of 131 looks lenient enough, Tony. So possibly Sir Allen for me. What have you got? I'm with you. All the way, mate. All the way. He's uh, he's won his last two punches down. And uh, Nace, when last seen in uh, in February, Sir Allen for trainer Andrew Slattery at around the uh, nine to one price at the minute. Jazzy Matty also uh, very much on my radar, trained by Gordon Elliott. He's around twenty to one at the minute. He was uh, in the same race at Nace uh, in February, uh, finishing four and three quarter lengths behind Sir Allen. So uh, Jazzy Matty and Sir Allen in the uh, in the Fred Winter. Uh, on to day two uh, now, Ben. Uh, day two, Wednesday, fifteenth of March, the Coral Cup. Killer stat, please, Ben. Killer stat for the Coral Cup, Tony. The last fifteen winners all ran in a hurdle race over two mile to two mile five and a half furlongs last time out, and had between one and five previous career victories. Now those that didn't meet that stat are zero from a hundred and sixty-two. Quite a strong one there. Um, got to be a lot currently entered in this that probably have no intention of lining up on the day. Gordon Elliott, he has plenty entered in it currently. Uh, he has won the race three times since 2011. All of the Elliott winners were Irish bred horses. He finished in the top three last time out and had no more than four handicap hurdle starts on their CV. Gordon Elliott runners in the Coral Cup with that profile have a form line of first uh, one zero one three fell one. Uh, last time out winner Rian currently around twenty to one. He does fit that profile, so. Rian would be of potential interest if lining up uh, on the killer stat and the Gornelia Coral Cup stat. So Rian is a potential for me, Tony. What have you got? I like uh, Horton Couleurs uh, for, obviously, uh, Willie Mullins. Much respect for that. And also HMS Seahorse for trainer Paul Nolan as well. But uh, I like... Theatre Glory for trainer Nicky Henderson. Theatre Glory, he's um, he won a uh, listed race in April last year uh, at uh, at Cheltenham. Theatre Glory around sixteen to one. As I say, uh, by she's uh, she's by Fame and Glory out of a King's Theatre mare. Trainer Nicky Henderson, course winner and uh, winner also over a similar trip. Theatre Glory in the Coral Cup for me, Ben. And uh, it's produced double-figure price winners in eight of the last ten renewals as well, Ben. Nicky Henderson has had 14 and 28 to 1 winners. Willie Mullins, 20 to 1 winners. Uh, Jesse Harriton, who's probably not got an entry here, uh, 16 to 1 have all landed the spoils at uh, a big odds, while Henderson and Paul Nichols have sat also saddled 9 to 1 and 5 to 1 victors. Gordon Elliott, who you uh, 
on about uh, Ben. Uh, he saddled 12 to 1 Diamond King to win this race in 2016 at odds of, as I say, 12 to 1. And of course, he readied 50 to 1 shot Commander of Fleet to win this race 12 months ago. Good Lord. Lovely. All right. Ben, so, Harrington, uh, so, Tony, yeah. Harrington does. She does have one, Jesse Harrington. Oh, she? The very, yeah, the very man won at Punchestown last time by by two lengths. So, Good sport. Yeah. Good sport. So, it's interesting. She, yeah, you never know, never know. Yeah, want to keep an eye on, yeah. Next yeah. up for us, Ben, is the Grand Annual Killer Stat for the Grand Annual, please, Ben. Grand Annual Killer Stat. The last 50 winners were returning off a break of 26 days or more, had previously run at Grade 1 or Grade 2 level, and were rated at least £4 below the top-rated horse. It's a difficult race for those near the top of the weights. Uh, horses out with those stats Zero from 142. So again, quite a, a strong one. You can chop off a lot of the field. I'm potentially interested in Red Rookie for Emma Lavelle. Um, in the January to March period, over trips of two mile, one furlong or less, he is four wins and one place from six starts. Now, the only time he failed to at least place um, under those conditions was when falling in last season Arco. That was a race he was running well in, but ultimately... I think he was very much outclassed on the day, but yeah, Red Rookie for Lavelle, possible interest for me. Where are you at with the Grand Annual Tony? Yeah, I, I had uh, Rouge Vif uh, down, but he's he's getting a bit long in the tooth, I think. Now he's a course and distance winner. Uh, great respect for Saint Roy, who's a course winner, but I'm coming down on the side of uh, another Willie Mullins outsider, but he's a course and distance winner. He won here in October at the October meeting, winning a handicap chase, beating Nefinok Fizz by three quarters of a length. He returned in November to finish ninth of 13, beating 34 lengths to I Like to Move It uh, in the Greatwood handicap at, uh, at this uh, track in November. He was fancy to go better than he did that day, though, Ben. He was six to one. Uh, Dad's Lad is the horse in question, uh, and I think he can go well. Uh, course and distance winner, Willie Mullins, he can go well at an each-way price at around uh, 14 to 1. That's the grand annual. Uh, moving on to day three, Ben. Thursday, the 16th of March, the Potemps final. Uh, kill, you haven't got anything in this. Uh, the Potemps final. Kill yeah, a stat, yeah. please, Ben. <laughs> kill our stat for the Potemps. Don't I? The last 50 winners had 0-2 to two previous handicap hurdle wins and have previously run over at least three miles but no further than three mile two furlongs. Um, it's zero from 133 for those that did not meet that stat. Um, yeah, it's another, another Elliot horse actually catches my eye in this one. The boss's Oscar ran second in the race in 2021 off a mark of 151 and gets a run this year of 145. And the boss's Oscar had a, a good pipe opener at Musselburgh last time out. So, not my favourite race in the calendar, but possibly the boss of Oscar is is on my radar. Tony, what you got? Anything? Yeah, great respect for Shoot first, um, uh, but he's a very short price favourite at the minute. Uh, coming down on the side of Nicky, H- another Nicky Henderson horse. What's happening to me? Uh, course and distance winner Captain Morgs, who won here at the December meeting, winner handicap hurdle over three miles. Finishing first of eight, winning by seven lengths, seven to two. Fancy to go well. Captain Morgs, course and distance winner, can go well at a double-figure price in the Potemps final. Next on the radar is the plate handicap chase. Killer stat, please, Ben, for the plate. 
course, start for the plate. The last 15 winners were all running from a handicap mark, at least £2 above their last winning mark, so an improver, and had previously won over at least 2 miles 3 furlongs, but no further than 2 miles 6.5 furlongs. Um, zero from 138 for those who did not meet with a that stat. Uh, tough race, another one with multiple entries again. Uh, Midnight River, potential play in this for me. Uh, strong form over and around the trip at the track, and the form of his three runs this season looks solid, and they've been working out well enough. So, Midnight River's high enough on my shortlist just now. Tony, what have you got? Yeah, first and slow, Ben. He, he um, trained by Martin Brazel, finished second of 23, beating a short head in the Coral Cup over two mile five furlongs. Uh, hopefully he'll go in this race. Uh, obviously it was a hurdle race uh, behind 50 to one shot. Commander of Fleet, the form of the race is held up at Punchestown with the Cheltenham fourth of 23, Camprond. Uh, be- beating uh, in the Grade B handicap hurdle at Punchestown, beating Faster Slow three lengths. Uh, Faster sh- Slow on seasonal debut saw the seven-year-old uh, take on having to take on Gallop and Deschamps in the uh, Grade One. Uh, John Durkin obviously <laughs> well out of his uh, well out of his depth uh, finishing um, fifth of the six runners, and then had to uh, run. In the Dublin Chase at the uh, Dublin Racing Festival in the Grade 1 Dublin Chase. Over two miles, one furlong, finishing last of five, beating 26 lengths to Gentleman Demi. Uh, so expected to uh, not quite take the world by storm in Grade 1s, but he's back in his uh, in a handicap chase uh, here in the 410, the plate, and I do like him at his big price Fast or slow in the plate for me. And the last race on Thursday, nearly forgot, we nearly forgot this, didn't we? The uh, the Kim Muir. uh, Killer staff for the Kim Muir, please, Ben. Yeah, one of the trickier races for trends analysis at the festival, but I settled on the following killer stat. 14 of the last 15 winners had 10 or less handicap chase starts and ran within the past 77 days. Uh, those that failed that trend are one winner from 140 qualifiers. Uh, who's going to win it, though? Hell no, Tony. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's, it's one where you'd like to know who was riding who, you know. Absolutely, yeah. An armor riders race. So genuinely right now, I don't really have an opinion. Um, I'd just be picking someone for the sake of it. I'm not really a fan of doing that. So I will use a pass for this one. Tony, You, I think you might have someone though. Yeah, it's just, I'm the same as you. We've got to uh, find out who's riding what. Uh, Jamie Corden, Derek O'Connor especially. Uh, and possibly Patrick Mullins. Uh, I've got Dumboyne, I would believe that uh, for trainer Gordon Elliott, I believe that Jamie Codd may be riding that. Don't know um, for 100%. Uh, am I right, trainer Henry de Bromhead? Uh, fancy that one a little bit. And the, the other one is Royal Thief uh, for trainer Henry de Bromhead. Quite interesting. In the colours of Giggins Townhouse uh, Stud, trainer Henry de Bromhead, he's around 16 to 1. Now, he won last time out uh, an am- the Amateur National at Punchestown in January, uh, beating nine rivals, 10 lengths for Kira in second. He was 14 to 1. He was ridden by Patrick Mullins that day. And if uh, Patrick hasn't got anything else to ride that day, I, th- I would have thought he would be on uh, Royal Thief. 
for the Kim Muir. But as, as you say, Ben, I mean, it's, it's just waiting for which jockeys are, are riding what to uh, to see what's happening there. Uh, in the uh, onto the Friday, Friday the seventeenth of March, the County Hurdle. Uh, just very quickly from me here, Ben. Trainers Dan Skelton and Willie Mullins have shared the spoils in seven of the last eight County Hurdles: Wicklow Brave in twenty fifteen, Arctic Fire twenty seventeen, San Roy in twenty twenty one, Stateman twelve months ago for Mullins. While superb story Moya had and Chit Bello, uh, Chitty Bello um, landed the spoils. For Skelton, four of the last seven winners returned with SPs of 33s, 25s, 20s and 12 to 1. So uh, don't be afraid of the outsiders in the uh, in the county hurdle. And kill a stat for the county hurdle, please, Ben. Yep, another tricky one. Uh, I've only gone back to the last 12 renewals this time. I think it's slightly changing the race a little bit. But killer stat for the county hurdle, 11 of the last 12 winners. 21 or less career starts, had won or placed on one of their last two starts, and were returning off a break of at least 18 days. Those out with that stat were one from 154. Um, thoughts on this one for me? Maybe Field Door in this one, another Elliot horse, second in the triumph last year behind Vauban, uh, beat Sharjah in the grade three, in a grade three last time out. Mark of 151 could be lenient. Um, he's around 14 to 1 for this, but he currently holds five entries for the festival, Field Door. Mm. Um, I don't know, he might might be of interest in this one if he shows up. Tony, what have you got? Hunter's Yarn for me in this at around 10 to 1. Uh, I think he's on a nice mark and also lots of respect for Mullins, other ones, uh, including Ekeh Allen as as well in the colours of J.P. McManus. But uh, uh, Ekeh Allen looks a big price uh, at the moment, but uh, it would be, come the day, distance winner Hunter's Yarn for me in the uh, county hurdle and uh, now finally and finally last but not least the martin pipe handicap hurdle killer stat please ben killer stat for the martin pipe 14 previous renewals of this and all 14 winners were aged five to seven were top rated or no more than nine pounds below top rated and we're returning off a break of between 21 to 90 days. Now, those out with that stats, those stats were zero from 155. So it can help you chop the field down. Hard to assess the race right now, those who don't know who will be top rated. So hard to accurately apply one of those stats into final decks. But Hacker Day Place for Paul Nichols is of potential interest, or he's on my radar anyway. Uh, Nichols has won this twice before. Both were age five or six, had previously run at the track and were coming off a break of 31 days or more. Now, Nichols in the Martin Pipe with those those types, horses fit in that profile, two wins and three places from six qualifiers. Hacker de Plas fits those Nichols stats and there's also the positive of Angus Chalida having ridden him on seven of his nine starts. Now, I assume Chalida will keep the mountain in the Martin Pipe, hmm. given it's a, a conditional jockey's race. So maybe Hacker de Plas for me, if he shows up in the race. Uh, Tony, you, anything? No? Nothing for me yet, Ben. I'll be honest with you. I just need to um, have a look at some jockey bookings in that yeah, one. Yeah, what would, difficult Just race. off the top of your head, not trying to catch out here, what won this in mm-hmm. uh, 2021? In 2021, the yes. Martin Pipe. Oh, yes. Oh, 
Garpin Deschamps. Is the correct answer. Top man. Top man. A bit mad that. It's kind of mad when you think of that. Garpin Deschamps one of Martin Pivey's now red hot favourite for the World Cup. Nuts, isn't it? Nuts. Well done, mate. Right, we're done. Nine races, nine killer stats and opinions from us both for, well, nearly each race. All in roughly at around 20 minutes. We're off for a couple to let our brains chill out for a bit. We'll see you Friday for our usual weekend pod blast. Thanks for listening. And once again, if you're an early riser, remember you can catch me on Epic Radio between 5am and 7am each Monday to Friday. Thanks very much for listening. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Tony. We'll see you all later. Thank you very much.